Hello and welcome to episode number 266 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. We're back with something a little bit different this week. Um, We are indeed. Yeah, we haven't really done too many on-demand films over the past sort of three months, I guess. We've been very busy with cinema and Netflix, which has been great. Um, But yeah, this movie kind of you know i think it had a limited theatrical release around may um just when cinemas were reopening and we were kind of watching like quiet place and and spiral and all those stuff um we didn't get around to it but Mm -hmm. it was one that was kind of a trailer really grabbed us um you know we like these types of movies these quote-unquote screen life movies Um, i always forget the name what they what people (laughs) call them yeah, I had to look it up this week. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, Profile, uh, we will be talking about this week uh, shortly. Um, but first, the news, as always. And there's only one and a half news stories this week. Pretty quiet. Um, we'll get to the half a story because it's, yeah, we'll get to that. But first, the actual news story. Um, and um, yeah, I'm not really sure if either of us will have much to say about this one. Um, it's to do with the Lost Boys, um, obviously, as a franchise. So basically... The, the CW, the channel, um, have been trying to get a TV series off the ground for a little while um, to kind of no avail. And obviously that's been like the new hip thing, I guess, of the last five years is kind of taking these classic IPs and turning them into horror series. Obviously, mm. it's been done so many times at this point and mostly to good effects. Um, you know, even the ones I haven't seen, like Hannibal, I know people really love. Um, even The Exorcist was quite popular for a while. Um, yeah. Obviously, we love Dash versus Evil Dead. We're now on the precipice of Chucky very soon. Um, so, yeah, that would have been interesting. But no, that's not happening. Um, and The Hollywood Reporter um, have said in the last week that Warner Bros. are developing a new movie of The Lost Boys. Um, and kind of, I think the most interestingly is that we have a couple of names here attached to the cast. Um, and they're not names that you'd, um, I guess, initially kind of know, but they are people that we've seen in stuff. Um so the first name is Noah Jupe, who is uh, the basically the son in A Quiet Place, um, and it's sequel. Right, yeah. Is it I Marcus? Yeah. Um, I think is his name in the films. Um, so he's attached, um, and also uh, Jaden Martell, who has been in a whole bunch of stuff, but kind of most notably was Bill Dembro, young Bill in It, um, and obviously parts of Chapter Two. And I think he was in Knives Out. He's been in quite a few stuff actually. Um, so yeah, two guys that have obviously been in incredibly successful horror movies over the last couple of years. Um, pretty young. Uh, I think Jaden's 18 right now and Noah is 16. Um, yeah. And so yeah, they are kind of attached to lead the cast. Um, other than that, there really isn't much to go off here. Um, it's apparently going to be set in modern day, but that hasn't been confirmed. And it's also not confirmed what this is. Obviously, this is very, very early on. Um but whether or not this is a sequel, whether this is canon, you, you know, there's so many different ways they could go with it. These could be the descendants of people in the original movie. Um, obviously, the original movie is about a pair of brothers that kind of move into the new town. Um, so, so I would assume that if this is kind of a more traditional remake, then they would just be the brothers. Um, but yeah, it's a weird one because The Lost Boys is one of these cult classics. And even though there is two sequels, these kind of direct-to-video sequels that no one really talks about, mm. um, I don't really know it as a franchise because it's this classic movie. And I don't think 
fans of the original want more necessarily they just want to keep watching the original which is fair enough and yeah i guess you could do it for a new audience but yeah what would you have any kind of thoughts i guess on a new lost boys it's a difficult one really because like you say i don't really know what they do with it especially with a tv show like is it i, th- I just feel like it'll be very adjacent it will just be mm. the name alone and, and well the tv yeah. show obviously isn't happening this is a film yeah well just with anything though like mm. i just don't think it, a bit like like, uh, I was just trying to think, oh, the craft, like what happened with the yeah. craft. Like, obviously, it, it it didn't it didn't completely go that way, but that's the way it was advertised. And I think yeah. that's what they'll try to do is like, I agree, kinda, yeah. Kind of even more so than that uh, is just to be very adjacent to it and entitled alone. I think, I think that, yeah, what, what I meant to say was I think that was where they were going to go with the TV show and keep it just, you know, away from it like they've done with a lot of them. You know, I think Ash versus Evil Dead is kind of unique and a lot of the other ones are just kind of using the title and and doing a different thing and and a, you know reimagining and something that was great like you know psycho um you know with bates motel um or you know kind of but, but with with a movie i think that becomes very strange and and yeah i just don't know how they don't just how it's not going to just be a remake really yeah I don't know what you could do other than that you can't you can't release a movie that's called lost boys 2 so unless no. it's like Lost Boys and like I say, just something adjacent. But yeah, I don't, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a weird movie, Lost Boys, because mm. I, I like the movie, but I've never had like this deep cult love for it like a lot of people do, but I, I get it. And, but I, but I also think those people aren't necessarily clamoring for sequels because they realize that that it was a very much time and a place thing with very specific actors that were just all phenomenal. And, and kind of that whole ensemble was what made that great. And it was kind of lightning in a bottle and, and, you know, that, that isn't going to happen again, more, more likely than not. Yeah, it's a weird one. I completely agree with you in terms of my thoughts on The Lost Boys. I'm pretty much the same of like, I like it, but it's not one that I grew up on. Um, And I definitely think that to me, when I think of The Lost Boys and what makes that film... Uh, the lost boys is is the setting you know it's like the most 80s movie ever and it was set in the 80s and that was what i said recently when i watched it over the last couple of years was it felt like when you watch a stranger things or something else that's happened within the last five years and it's trying to recreate the 80s um and this movie because i know that might sound like a weird thing to say because of course it came out in 87 but there's a lot of movies that you watch around that era that kind of you know there's movies in the 80s that feel like 60s movies you know and there's there's movies in the 90s that feel like 70s movies whereas that really felt like they were leaning so much into the fashion and the music Mm. and the hairstyles um so to do it if you're not going to do it in the 80s which i don't want either but to set Mm. it in modern day it kind of just takes away the soul of it anyway so yeah this is super early obviously the two the two kind of people they've got for the cast are fantastic um and especially have proven themselves within horror franchises and they're great i do think they're a bit young from kind of what i would expect from a new lost boys movie um especially noah who has only just turned 16 um but yeah they're they're obviously great and yeah i'd need to hear a lot more about this before i'd be interested for sure um 
And then, yeah, the kind of half story I've thrown in here, mostly because it's a, a very slow week, um, is to do with Del Toro's new movie. I think I spoke about it last week. Um, Nightmare Alley right, yeah. had obviously released some images and I'd speculated that the trailer was coming, um, which it has done. And yeah, this isn't really a news story, I guess, because, you know, as we keep saying, this isn't a horror movie. And I wanted to put it in here because of this quote um, that Del Toro told Vanity Fair in the past week, which I find really interesting, especially off the back of the trailer. Um him himself kind of specifying that it isn't a horror movie um he says mm. it's happened to me in the past with crimson peak where people went in expecting a horror movie but yes this has no supernatural element it's based <laughs> completely in a reality world there is nothing fantastic it is a very different movie from my usual so you know that is very matter of fact that's not you can take it one way or the other he is explicitly telling you you know, if you if you love mm. Pan's Labyrinth and Shape of Water, this ain't it. This is something yeah. different. Um, so for, I think that's interesting coming off the back of the trailer because I like the trailer. It's what I want from a trailer. It's 90 seconds, which I think is the sweet spot. It's only one character, which is Willem Dafoe, kind of talking over the trailer. So you don't get a sense of scenes <laughs> or anything like that or spoilers. Um, but it's a weird one because it's, yeah, it's this carnival setting and it's telling the story of Bradley Cooper, who's the lead. And the whole premise and setup and the tagline of the movie is man or beast. And it's kind mm. of showing him and he's starting to slowly go crazy. It seems like and being drawn in with some, you know, there's someone who gets attacked and there's like they're running across the corridor and they're leaving all this bloody mess behind. And it's mm. the trailer is, to, in my eyes, a horror trailer or at least a thriller trailer. Um, and it looks like it's building towards some sort of reveal with Bradley Cooper. Like I was getting very much Jekyll and Hyde vibes from it, mm. um, where he becomes something that he can't control. But yeah, off the back of these comments from Del Toro, he's very much going the other way. So either he's completely trolling us, which is not out of the realm of possibility, um, you know, especially with he's so known for his amazing creature design. And I think watching this trailer, if I hadn't read this quote, I would have assumed that the back half of this movie would feature another amazing Del Toro mm. monster creation, you know, which Bradley Cooper is going to play. Um, but yeah, what, what's your take on all this? Do you, do you think there might be a case of him trolling or do you think he is trying to set people up and be like, nope, this isn't a horror movie. Don't expect that. It's a real interesting one. So I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer. I think um, after hearing you talk about it, I might know because I'm, I'm always just nervous. And especially with something like that, I kind of felt like a 90 second trailer was very scary. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, I think the the fact that he said that, I wonder if he is just like because he he only said what it explicitly isn't. Mm. He he hasn't said what it is. And and so is he just trying to not get the horror label? Is he doing the opposite to, to Jordan Peele? Yeah. Kind of, you know, Jordan went like like hell for leather that this is a horror movie when, when Us came out. And he didn't he didn't necessarily need to. Like mm. he could have, you know, having now seen Us, Us is a horror movie, but you could easily have tried not to get that label if you really felt that that would market the movie better. Mm. I, I, you know, I personally don't agree with that, but I, you know, that that could have been done. Um, and I, and I wonder if they're just looking at it and, and thinking, do you know what, like if we say it's not a horror movie, but you know, it's a thriller where there's lots of murders and stuff like, you know, it's kind of, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, it's a strange one, but it is disappointing that you know he, he, him him saying that. You know, either way, unless it's an absolute troll, which I think is <laughs> unlikely, um, then I think it's disappointing because it's disappointing if he's not doing a horror movie, and it's disappointing if he feels like he can't put a horror label on something that is. Yeah, I don't think it's number two um, mm. because, yeah, I think he is a guy like Jordan yeah, that I, is I more than happy. Is but I, um, just, I just hope because at least then we still get to see a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we've been saying for the longest time, every time I put this in the news, it's always been with a massive caveat of like, this is probably not a horror movie. We're probably not going to cover it, but it would be weird for us to not talk about a Del Toro movie at this point. Um, and, and that's exactly how I feel now. Like, I highly doubt we will cover this for the show. But I'm definitely yeah. going to watch it, and and I will report back my thoughts on it because I do think that this is. I mean, it looks cool anyway. It has a great cast. I would watch this movie if this was just a random trailer thrown in front of me. Um, mm. Obviously, Willem Dafoe being like the main talking point of the trailer. I'm already in, um, and I like Bradley Cooper as well and Kate Blanchett. So yeah, it's it's an interesting one. But yeah, just after the back of it and like people look up the poster and the fact that the tagline is man or beast question mark and then you're saying that there's no supernatural elements i get that beast is a very you know i'm sure he could just be a piece of shit and and then you know that is obviously a beast but like it's it is an interesting one i think del toro might be playing with a little bit of fire here on purpose so i'm very Mm. intrigued after especially after these comments man like i'd seen the trailer and then just read this paragraph and was like something doesn't add up here and he is a guy that likes to play around with the media which i really appreciate um so yeah very interesting one on that one but yeah that is pretty much it for this week uh shall we talk about this week's film do it let's talk about profile So yeah, I mean, this one obviously uh, had, like we said, a small theatrical release. Um, small. It, it just threw me because I have the, the Wikipedia open and it says 2018 film profile. <laughs> awesome. Um, which, yeah, apparently it had its world premiere in 2018 um, okay. at a, a Berlin International Film Festival and then disappeared off the face of the earth. Obviously, um, COVID would have added to that in some capacity, but... Yeah, February 2018. That's a good two years before COVID. So I don't know what that's all about. But regardless, um, it was a trailer that we were both very intrigued by, um, which I guess is the only place to really start, really, because that's kind of the setup of the movie. So so why was this so intriguing to us? Um, Well, like you say, we um, have come off the back of a couple of these movies that we've really liked in the Mm. the past kind of um unfriended dark web being kind of like a big one of those Um, yeah that's incredible i guess kind of spree you Mm. know that that's that's pretty much that as well yeah um and and yeah like a few like that and and i think kind of this this format of these modern horror movies that kind of um you know are all played out through a screen i think i think they are really interesting and i think there's a lot that can be explored with them Mm. um so when we saw this one, I think um, I think as well, just the, the 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 concept and the idea is very kind of modern and and kind of now as well, mm-hmm. um, where our kind of lead our lead character Amy is this um, 
aspiring journalist um and she's kind of trying to um th there's been a kind of high profile case of, a, of an english girl being kind of um uh co kind of what sucked into the the islamic world i guess and kind of being kind of converted and then and then um going off and kind of fighting causes and and um she wants to kind of um infiltrate that kind of um gang kind of uh, uh you know um and and um get get a story on kind of these people that are, that are recruiting these english girls that are vulnerable and uh kind of you know turning them into to you know terrorists um and so we kind of join amy in her journey for that where she is in the opening seconds of this movie it's called profile because she's basically making this fake facebook profile of her um you know of of the character she's going to play and mm. um we kind of see that whole journey of her kind of creating the profile kind of turning it into this kind of you know she is now a a, a recent kind of um uh uh what what did she what did she call herself co um recently converted into converted, that's it recently yeah. converted into in, you know and um so we see her kind of creating this profile kind of creating creating all these links and then finally kind of having some uh, a, a, a guy reach out from her and um yeah it kind of escalates from there and, and the trailer itself um i haven't rewatched the trailer have you rewatched the trailer no because I feel like the trailer might have shown like a lot of what happens at the end of this movie. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it, it, you know, obviously things start to go, go tense and, and um, you know, as she goes down that rabbit hole of kind of, you know, it starts off as a chat, then she has to go on screen and kind of how she has to make herself look on screen. And we kind of go through her whole journey of, of trying to trick these uh, terrorists into kind of, you know, um, believing that that the, the the isis kind of recruiter can pull her in and kind of you know get get her on board um mm. and so yeah it's it's an I, I think it's a really interesting premise i think it's one that kind of um is like i say quite apt for this i think uh you know with with these kind of sorts of movies i think just because you've got a computer screen and the movie's played for a computer screen it doesn't mean that that that, that works and I think with Unfriended Dark Web, you know, it that story cannot be told as well if it's not told in the medium that it's done. Mm -hmm. And I think this is exactly the same. Spree was the same, you know, and I think, like, don't just make a ghost movie because ghost movies are popular. Like, you need, and, and with these, you have to have this, you know, the screen has to be a, a character in the movie and an important storytelling mechanism. And, and I think they ex executed that well in this movie. Mm -hmm. I do think... I do think during this movie, I I, I do um, start to see the cracks in these where, like, I'm like, maybe we do, though, and we probably do. Like, just how she literally lives everything through through that screen. Mm. You know, every phone call, every conversation it is all video chat and kind of you know if she's not on if she's not on Skype, she's on FaceTime or she's doing something else, and I'm just like. I guess it, I guess it's the fact that she's using the one screen for everything, whereas like it, most people are using multiple screens, and it's probably mm -hmm. just seeing her tethered to this one kind of device that's not a phone is a bit strange. But but 
you know, other, other than that, I think they, they they kind of nailed the the storytelling mechanism being a character in this movie. Mm. Um, and and yeah, so so kind of as soon as Amy has got her kind of profile fully set up, is it what's his name? Blyle? Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of ISIS fighter, kind of, he is basically trying to get to Syria straight away. Yeah, um, it escalates super quickly, like, on screen yeah. for, for such a long, or relatively long movie, because it's like, she literally just creates this really fake account with, like, this fake image, and yeah, basically and then, and then starts sharing... Yeah, she just starts sharing a few posts from, like, ISIS, and then immediately he's messaging, like, hey, what's your name, blah, 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 and I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's a bit convenient, but like you say, you kind of... Those are the moments that you let slide just to let the kind of story progress quicker. Um, yeah, definitely. And also, also, I guess, like, with that sort of thing, I, you know, it, it, these recruiters are probably out there trying their luck a lot. And yeah. probably well, it, definitely makes, and, it definitely makes and, more sense when you've seen the whole film. Yeah. But, but yeah, I guess, I guess, like, going into my thoughts on this one, I think it's, it's a strange one to do for the podcast. It, feel, it feels very strange to be talking about it because I think it's... Um, it's just really interested and kind of seeing it kind of transpire. And I think kind of with the trailer, I thought there'd be a lot more tension and kind of her being um, at risk more often. And I kind of, you know, for most of the movie, it's just they're they're, they're developing relationship and her kind of gathering this intel on the story, but also her kind of, being sucked into that world and we kind of get a very clever play on her relationship and we can see that she's not she kind of is the profile of what these recruiters are looking for Mm. she is trapped she is unhappy she's kind of she can't pay her rent she can't get the full-time job that she wants her boyfriend and her aren't great and and kind of she does start to get sucked into kind of belial's kind of you know um you know, charm and, and kind of mystique and kind of world that he's introducing her to. And I think that's, I, I found it fascinating and interesting. Um, but th- there really wasn't a lot of actual, you know, it was it was a drama piece as opposed to kind of, you know, really feeling any tension, even, even kind of in scenes where they tried to create tension, where she's kind of, you know, worried about the first call and she has like a tech guy that, and it's all last minute and quite tense. Mm. As, as a viewer, you, you know that this is all going to kind of fall into place. And I never really felt that on screen tension watching the movie myself. Um, but, but I was, but I was entertained. Um, I think kind of things then, I think, I think my biggest thing with it is that it, it is a reasonably long movie um and then it ends extremely abruptly yeah. when I and i think that's because that journey just can't happen on a screen at that point mm. and like i kind of needed to see more about what happened and and i think that's where the thriller comes in you know this movie is labeled as a thriller but i really don't think it's a thriller until the last two minutes where it sets up the thriller and then the movie ends and i and i just saw you know ultimately i saw uh, you know, an hour and 35 of a drama that I did enjoy because I think it was, it was captivating and it was interesting, but um, I find it difficult to talk about it too much on, on this podcast really. Mm. Yeah. I, I pretty much echo all those thoughts. Like I think, you know, going in, I, you know, I was hoping and expecting for a thriller. Like I think we, you know, we saw the trailer, we didn't, we knew this wasn't a horror film um, and we don't 
you know um cover too many thrillers and i think this mm. was one that felt like a nice change of pace and yeah. i agree with you that the worst parts about this movie are the thriller aspect of it and i completely agree that this is a pretty long movie for what is one of these screen life movies and aaron mm. 45 is on the longer side for a movie set on one screen and yeah this movie felt I mean, very unsatisfying. I thought at the end, yeah. um, for for a movie that I'm with you, I was I was enjoying for the most part. I think there are definitely some flaws with it. That our lead, Amy, is very confusing to me. I guess on how I feel about her because mm-hmm. um, I was pretty frustrated with her throughout the movie, and I was confused as to how I was supposed to feel about her. Um, because again i'm going to keep referring to the trailer because i think it's very important here is that the trailer was so good because it was like here's this person she's trying to get this story and then she is like slowly falling into this trap and like seriously and like the the line between what is she doing for the job and what is she actually feeling is becoming more and more blurred and Mm. that was what i found to be fascinating i don't think the actual movie does a great job of getting that across because i think for the most part it's pretty obvious that she's just doing it for a job and they they continually remind you on screen that how pressured she is i mean it's almost comical at times when the the, the egregious bill paying yeah it's any time she has a actual you know moment of thinking whether or not she should do this we get a literal pop-up on the screen being like rent due make sure you do the job and it's just yeah, like I don't, I okay don't bills work. no it was very silly and i've and, never had a bill pop up before <laughs> and especially like the well, legitimate the, one anyway yeah the the boss character again from the trailer i thought you know it'd be the boss who'd be putting pressure on her. you need to get closer to this guy and all this stuff and, and, and it's not really she's kind of relaxed about it you know she gives her her like forward payment that she's asking for and then it's really amy who keeps pushing it and being like no i can get more and she's like no you've done enough like post the story you'll get paid it's great and she's the one who's kind of forcing it and then i think that's when the movie should start to blur the lines um and you you mentioned the boyfriend character i mean what a joke of a character that was like what one of the worst characters ever in a film where it was just like i got nothing from them their relationship i get that like again that's what they're trying to go for is that she's not got a great life split him up though like very Mm. early on you know if they'd they'd have just in the first couple of acts split up i think that would have been way better and just got shot of him well yeah because he keeps popping up and they're they feel like they're having two different conversations their Mm. their conversations didn't flow the way her conversations with uh, the other guy did at all it was just felt like this pre-recorded thing that she was responding to and it just felt like he'd filmed all his scenes in like 10 minutes and yeah that was just weird and I don't know. It's a weird movie because it's relatively long. And for the most part, I was enjoying it. I was enthralled. I wanted to see how far their relationship was going, especially when it's building towards the obvious turning point, which is come to Syria and meet me. Like all of that stuff was really, really interesting. And then, yeah, once it got to that breaking point they definitely pushed it probably further than i was expecting at one point where i was just like wow is she seriously gonna go there and and again this leans towards what i was saying about my thoughts on amy where i feel like she just comes across like a bit of an idiot at times um and i don't know i i get this movie is so difficult to make because 
what I wanted was to fully believe how someone could fall for these recruiters. Yeah. And I think it's really difficult to do that in a movie because then there'll be so much criticism because people will say, well, this is just propaganda for ISIS. And uh, first of all, like, I think that's a bullshit criticism because you can tell a story about anything as long as it's yeah. for, for the art. And so I was intrigued by that, especially because this is based upon a book. Um, you know, I have no idea how much of a faithful retelling this is or not because I literally know nothing about that book but it is Mm. based upon someone who did this and i do wonder how much that i guess restricted this story especially in the finale because yeah i'm with you that like i wanted it to be an entertaining thriller Mm. and what we actually got was a really realistic i guess take on what what would happen and especially the ending because it's like you have all these points that you think are going to meet and then it just doesn't really happen and the movie just kind of ends. So I almost wanted them to take the last 25 minutes of this and just have full creative reigns and just be like, how would you end this movie in the most entertaining way possible and just yeah, do let's, that? Let's, let's end it because we're making a movie. Let's mm. give it a movie ending as opposed to what actually happened, which is yeah. just kind of very abrupt because obviously these sorts of things are are always going to end very very abrupt Mm. like she severs that relationship she either severs it and goes into hiding or she puts her face forward and probably gets murdered yeah like you know and 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 either either one of those is very abrupt we're not getting like taken happen here Mm. you know but this is a movie and i think that's where they needed to kind of toe that line i think as well like even like you say amy's very confusing but I think like Belial is as well, like how he is kind of, you know, putting so much time and effort into her mm. um, when it really doesn't then when we get to like the final act, feel like that is his M.O. at all. Yeah. Like if he's really like putting that much time and effort into like this all the time, I mean, he's basically just like, a, a, a you know, prostitute for Mm. them which i guess i guess that's what you know he he effectively is but it's just like he's not doing anything else yeah like it's i agree i completely agree Um, with that but when it the movie does want to show its cards mm. it doesn't really make sense i think it It, would have been more sense when it was actually genuine if that makes sense yeah and like if this had have actually became like you know it wouldn't have been great for a horror movie but if this did become a little bit of like a love tale where you mm. know have these two actually created a connection and you know in there in his attempt to recruit someone and her attempt to exploit him have they actually built a relationship you know i think i think that would have even been a bit interesting whereas ultimately yeah he clearly has no uh you know interest in her and she never truly shows that she does in him either, mm. you know. And and so that's the bit that I find weird. I mean, um, when I when I did look up like the trivia and stuff on this movie, um, this was shot in nine days apparently, mm. which is kind of outrageous. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, you can kind of see why because they, you know they're, they're, there's not exactly a lot of places that you know they could film this in you know you know one building and a little bit of exterior Mm. but but still like that's pretty crazy yeah it is a weird one like especially having seen the trailer and really liked it i Mm. thought this movie was it's interesting right because seeing the trailer i assumed that there was like the third act was basically hidden from the trailer and ultimately 
the trailer is a really good condensed recap of this entire movie yeah like this entire movie is the premise it's her Mm. getting close to this guy trying to learn about the recruiting process as much as possible and then the movie kind of ends with you know there's a couple of things that we're not saying but ultimately if you've seen the trailer you you know 98 percent of what happens in this movie give or take i think the trailer really kind of looked like it was going to be way more suspenseful. Oh, it did, definitely. Well, it it looked looked like like she went to Syria at one point as well. Yeah, like she may have gone there. It looked like he may have been in the UK. Mm. It looked like, you know, maybe she was getting stalked and kind of they were homing in on her location and all of this stuff. And, and, you know, kind of it that that would have been way more interesting. But when we do, like, we get a far too realistic you know kind of it, mm. it, it, it spearheading and as well like she's just such a twat in the yeah. way that she kind of gives herself away and i think <laughs> that you was know, so like, funny like i won't go in like not that i really feel like it's that precious but yeah like the way that that happens and how this movie does get into its kind of you know conclusion i was just like really you're gonna like i guess in a in you know in this heat of the moment when you're panicking but i just it just kind of irked me and i think and it's funny because again i read when i was reading some trivia that's put on as a goof that apparently like the the person obviously didn't pick up on it well they picked up on it and then didn't pick on upon the fact the movie had referenced it so the, the thing is like oh this movie has a massive goof that um the the ticket was used in that scene oh, right, yeah. the way it was and i'm like no that's the point yeah <laughs> that's not <a> goof. like <laughs> that's it, it was it was correct and it was fine i just don't necessarily agree with it and yeah i thought that was that was quite funny but yes it's it's an interesting like like i say a premise more than anything and I, mm. and I really feel like they could have given it a better execution yeah i completely agree and i think they're stuck between two places here where it's like this isn't um educational this isn't enough. a documentary yeah no, this isn't like a dramatic retelling of events strictly but it also goes nowhere near the sort of thriller elements that i would need to really recommend this movie mm. um even though i was thoroughly enjoying learning about it all ultimately amy as a character sucked her boyfriend was dreadful um i guess it does it, in a weird way it does almost succeed <laughs> I, I don't even know if that was the goal but like <laughs> Bilal is like one of the le- like uh, most tolerable characters in the whole film, um, which is funny. Um, and I don't think that's what they were going for. Definitely well, every, not. Every scene that had any sort of interest in elements, he was in. Yeah, like definitely. if he wasn't in it, the 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 my interest levels completely. Oh, if it was Amy and her friend, Amy and her boyfriend, or Amy and her boss, I completely agree. Like all of those oh, scenes God, were dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, ultimately, it's a pretty frustrating one. Like I didn't hate it; I actually quite liked when I was watching it. But mm. having now seen it and breaking it down, it's you know it's certainly not for horror people, and I can't recommend this as a thriller because there's no real thrilling moments. It's just oh, like it's a it's actually disappointing the more i think about it because i do think this premise is incredible um Mm. and is definitely worthy of being the dramatic setup to either a great thriller or a great horror movie i do think it leans better towards being a thriller Um, and it's and it's actually disappointing now having now seen this because i'm like well 
we're probably not going to see this told again as a thriller anytime soon. Um, the, the you know this kind of like recruit in like ISIS bride, you know, especially to do with it being in Britain as well. Like I just found that to be so interesting, and the fact well, super that this edgy is and, and difficult to to get a movie made based mm. off that angle because obviously this movie is a fifteen, yeah, and it's only a fifteen because of the the press, yeah. you know, the content, you know, the actual. There's nothing in this movie really that that. You know that some of the stuff in Syria is is a bit, but even mm. n- none of that's on screen. Kind of no it's stuff that you just see on know. the news anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, before Watershed, probably, and it's so, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like I say, I, like like you were saying, I don't think this movie serves a purpose as mm. as kind of anything. Like it's yeah, it's a no for a horror audience, which is ultimately why we're reviewing it. Mm. It's um. It's a no through a thriller, but then even like the drama and the story. Yeah, I was pretty engaged for the 90 minutes, but then the way it was wrapped up was so unsatisfying that I can't even recommend that that I mostly enjoyed because Mm. I think, you know, quite often, you know, we've had it a few times this year where like one of us has kind of flip flopped on is the ending bad enough to, to kind of ruin the movie or, mm. or did you enjoy the, because there was the one recently. Um, well, the night house, I didn't like the ending. Yeah. The night house. Yeah. That was the one where, where kind of, you know, I, I kind of forgave that and, and really kind of enjoyed the whole movie. And, but, but with this one, I think the ending just means that the movie ultimately goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, it just and, doesn't and, have an ending. It's such a no, lack of an ending. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, I kind of feel like that vi- the, the the YouTube video was like the big reveal, like mm. oh no, and I, I I thought that was cool, but we needed to see the ramifications of like what was going to happen next, and yeah. there just more questions than answers, and so yeah, ultimately I left the movie very frustrated with the movie and frustrated that it wasn't a thriller. Yeah. It's like almost my my thoughts when I ended was oh I guess I've now got to read like the synopsis of the book because I really want to actually know what happened at the end. And so that is like about as unsatisfying as you could make of an ending is that yeah. the movie doesn't end. And so I'm having to go out of my way if I'm still intrigued enough to really be like, so how much of this is based upon reality and what really happened? Because yeah, I was invested at a point, even though I have massive problems with like Amy as a character, I do really the whole back and forth between the two. And I just wish that it had been more about that um because like i say the trailer portrayed that the trailer was to me anyway trying to have an actual open-minded realistic look on why these things actually happen and i think that's Mm. what a great movie could do let's not kid ourselves here we're not saying that it's absolutely amazing that this happens we're obviously condemning it but it does happen it's stupid to think that it doesn't and so Mm. to see that portrayed in a movie and trying to actually be like well, here's why it happens rather than just it's bad and I don't want to know anything about it. Um, and so that's where it was really disappointing to me because I don't think I've actually learned anything from this movie. Um, it was all very basic surface level stuff of like, come here, you'll have more money, you'll be treated like a queen. And I was kind of like, oh, is that really? I thought it'd be a bit deeper than that. And, and it's kind of pretty surface level. Um, so, yeah, it's a, I don't know. I don't think I've been as frustrated by a movie that I liked this much. Not that I really like it, but I certainly don't hate this movie. Um, but I am left with so many frustrations having watched it. Um, and ultimately, yeah, it completely fails as a thriller. So don't watch it for that reason at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess that's our recommendations on it. Um, 
but yeah that was us discussing profile we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, we did have uh, a little bit of listener feedback actually this week. Um, of course, if you want to get in touch with us, our email and Twitter links are always in the description. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to read this one uh, from Sean um, because he'd sent us his review of Malignant uh, over the last week, which was awesome. And he absolutely loved the movie as much as we did, which was great to read through. Um but he also had some comments after listening to the show. Um, he said, I'm so glad you enjoyed Malignant as much as I did. I was smiling through the entire review as I was listening to the podcast. Uh, yes, it is a movie worth championing by what I would categorize as true horror fans. I, for one, enthusiastically do so now and in the future. Thank you, James Wan. It is a movie that is difficult to not think about. Uh, Gabriel will pop up in my thoughts from time to time. You have to love it. Uh, How he managed to capture the horror genre's imagination again. This movie, financially successful or not, will be a film that will be talked about for years to come. Um, And yeah, it was great to read that. I'm really glad that you enjoyed listening to our show. And yeah, it's kind of what we were echoing, really, wasn't it? Of Just like, this is one of those movies that I loved watching it. I love talking about it and I'm going to continue to want to give this gift to people that want to accept it going forward. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love talking about this movie. I can't get enough of it. I think, um, you know, the a a new villain being created that I just can't you know get out of my head as well uh, Mm. is awesome and then the fact that um this movie is just so crazy to to exist and and yeah I really want to see it again I've already been looking for a 4k version um and it it doesn't seem to exist in the UK right now I can see like there's a blu-ray yeah that is a bit shady on when it's coming out so just I'm, I'm hoping that like when we get closer i know that zavi have got like a steel book that they've, right. they've announced is there a release date or anything it, um i can't remember on that one but but again it was just regular blu-ray so um we'll see uh yeah, i'm hoping know. with the dates like we should get it before end of year shouldn't we because yeah we have to man yeah it's desperately one that i need to see again yeah i completely agree he is just so iconic to me already he's one of those things that like i want to see action figures of gabriel Mm. like he just looks that cool um but yeah awesome movie that uh yeah is going to stay with us for a very long time and yeah i'm really glad you enjoyed it as much as we did sean and yeah more people need to go and support this movie like Mm -hmm. if you're hopefully you listened to last week's show and if you're only hearing it now like it's about as strong of a recommendation as i think we've ever given on this podcast for a horror movie of like you know nothing about this movie good just go watch it and then thank us later um which is awesome uh but yeah we did actually just uh, to sort of finish us off and then maybe we'll talk about some tv as well um we did watch another movie at the cinema in the past week we did um and yeah, not one that we were doing a show on, but it was just a random, for some unknown reason, like our Odeon have started showing older films again, mm. um, which is what they were doing, obviously, a lot when they sort of were opening and closing during the pandemic. And then for the last few months, it's been pretty normal, um, you know, in terms of big releases, because there's obviously been a lot coming out. But it's, I don't mm. know if that's a reflection of, of not being a huge amount of movies for the next three weeks or ticket revenue for whatever reason but you know they're showing the classics like they're showing harry potter lord of the rings and star wars but then they're also showing a bunch of old horror films um so we took the opportunity to see a bit of hellraiser on the big screen 
Oh yeah, we um, did. Which was just bloody lovely. Like it, any excuse to watch a bit of Hellraiser is great. Um, seeing it in that kind of environment, this just absolutely goddamn insane movie. Absolute <laughs> balls to the wall. I mean, we were joking, but like, yeah, there is so much Hellraiser energy in Malignant. Oh, there um, really is. Like, it was so <laughs> weird that we saw that as kind of like effectively our cinema double bill. Like, yeah. you know, the last two times we've been. Mm. Um, because they really do accompany each other so well. Yeah, and it's just a joy, like I say, to see a movie like this that has probably not had a huge amount of, you know, theatrical re-releases mm-hmm. over the years, and it was like, it was a joy. I'm so glad we've done it. I love well, this movie so much. You that, like, you know, of all the movies that kind of get theatrical releases, mm. you know, you can kind of see, like, there will be opportunities to see Halloween and kind of those sorts of movies at the cinema, mm. but Hellraiser is such an oddball yeah it it really is and like every time you see it or every time i see it i forget how kind of just crazy it is Mm. like you remember the play-by-play but it's just how sinister it is and how kind of you know dark it goes instantly Mm, yeah it's absolutely insane like when you watch it as well just the format of it it doesn't it feels so unique there there are so many movies that kind of of that era and i think this is why the the hellraisers of this world are the ones that i'll always love more and more as time goes on where i've said it before that like you know i grew up on halloween and friday the 13th and i do like those movies a lot but they they all start to follow the same trajectory and i think the more i watch them personally over the years the less engaged i feel by them whereas the more i watch hellraiser the more i watch nightmare on elm street these are the movies that are so they, they they weren't copying a blueprint they were creating right. one um and that's why i give them so much credit like this movie is just insane i i cannot wait to watch hellraiser 2 again because <laughs> it, it might be one of those like i might like the sequel more than the original i really don't know i'm not saying it's better but i might like it more um and i've always kind of watched the trilogy and stopped and i'm curious like how far i could get into it if i did just decide oh to watch them all uh, because you know because there's hellraiser movies i just haven't seen like refuse to watch and obviously it is interesting I you mentioned that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i should keep that way yeah um, for my yeah, own keep that way sanity but yeah you, you know oh, you mentioned oh, obviously hellraiser is a more oddball choice and i wonder if hellraiser is going to start to have this resurgence like it's it's just joined dead by daylight which is a really popular video game yeah and obviously and we have yeah, we have the film coming, a new film, and a HBO TV series. Like, I think that's being mm. played. You know, as we talk about how many TV horror shows there are, that's one thing. HBO is the the highest level for me in terms of television. Mm. Um, and so I think, like, if it... Obviously, it, we don't know if it's fully going to happen at this point, because, like, as we literally discussed in the news earlier, oh, there's a Lost Boys show. Oh, that didn't happen, yeah. you know. Oh, there's a Tremors show. That didn't happen. Like, you know, the second Tremors show that was supposed to be with Kevin Bacon. Like, there's so many of these projects that, that don't get happened. That he made. <laughs> yeah, the pilot. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome like it was so good um but yeah so i but i hope that that's a thing because yeah a hellraiser like hbo level show in terms of the crazy kind of violence and sex that they have on hbo would just be yeah. perfect for hellraiser um, we deserve like a, a good hellraiser movie that's the that's the hell yeah oh yeah is that, like it's just been far too long and it's a franchise that's so deserving of it <laughs> mm. you know because you, you know like you say 
I think those movies, in particular Hellraiser, you say it creates a blueprint, but it it, it creates a blueprint that that can't be copied. No, um, you know, Malignant does the same. Like it's not following a blueprint, and no one else can follow that because no that movie can't exist again. Like it is, it is just this very unique thing. And and mm. yeah, like I I really hope that um. Yeah, and when I mean like when I when I say that, I mean like obviously the Hellraiser franchise could still replicate that, but I don't yeah. think you can make another movie uh, that that kind of follows that blueprint. So that's why I, I'm just craving for a good Hellraiser entry at this point. Mm. It's so crazy when you rewatch just the first movie as well, and it's kind of mm. like the lack of, uh, I guess explaining the world to the yeah. viewer you know because uh cenobite is the only phrase that's yeah. uttered in the movie you don't hear layman configuration no. you certainly don't hear the names of any of the cenobites you know because no. we only have lead cenobite well, from yeah, the exactly. uh from the credits and obviously it's it's well known that kind of clive barker never liked the term pinhead and i believe the hellbound heart sequel which came out not even that long ago no. i think it was in the last 10 or 15 years actually gave him a name for the first time i can't remember what it is now and it's annoying that i don't know that offhand does um, he uh, does he not have a name like an actual birth name in hellraiser well, the, char- the character does but like yeah. i think as a pinhead obviously oh, like chatterer is the, the official name and like you know some of the yeah. um uh what's it uh butterball is it the yeah. fat one from the first yeah. one yeah, yeah so like they do have names and they're clive barker given names i believe so pinhead not well, because mm, obviously yeah, in the true. credits of Hellraiser, they have those names. So you would assume yeah. that that's Clive's choice. Whereas, yeah, it was just lead Cenobite. Mm, um, very strange. Yeah, it is strange. But um, mm. so, yeah, it, it's it's awesome. I absolutely love it. Um, For sure. Yeah. Obviously, um, I guess, have we watched any TV that we want to discuss on the show? Well, um, I think last week, wasn't it? I said I was halfway through The Stand. Yeah. Um, so I've now finished off The Stand season one. Uh, kind of kind of marathon through it um and i think i'm probably where i was at last week where i get some enjoyment but i'm not like blown away by the show even though i've watched a lot of it in quick succession um i think it was more just the apprehension about like the the crazy tv we've got and i needed to check it off the list or never see it Mm. um because yeah i definitely did enjoy it i liked the characters um and I kind of liked the way it was going, but I, I kind of, I never truly got the kind of battle that happened and how it was set up because you have kind of um, uh, the two the two different kind of fractions. You've got kind mm. of Mother Ab- Ab- um, Abigail, Mother Abigail's kind of fraction, and then you've got um, Flags kind of group in Vegas and kind of like their beef and their coming together is kind of like this thing that's just kind of described and, and it, it feels very much like it's a book that's been adapted mm. and and i would have just got like the more i see this like the more i'm like oh i think i would have dug the book more um because it would have just given me like some explanations for some of this stuff or may- maybe i just kind of wasn't as actively engaged in it and i missed some stuff but i just kind of you know, I felt like the big hype for like them having this, you know, who I didn't really know who they were, um, uh, but I, I still enjoyed it. Obviously, the the Penotma episode is kind of like the traditional finale of the book. And I, mm. and I, I, I enjoyed, I, you know, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I thought it was really, you know, really crazy and kind of, you know, it, 
um <laughs> it felt like rogue one where i was just like jesus christ <laughs> like what what's gonna ha- who are we gonna have left by the end of this um, yeah i love that and episode. i think kind of um the final episode his kind of you know epilogue to, to his book i think like it started out and i and i i kind of liked it mm. um where we were just rejoining the characters and kind of seeing that and, and like especially with like the child kind of that when when the baby had like the cough i was like oh jesus christ no <laughs> like please no and then like you know I, I i thought that was all really good but then as soon as they get on their road trip and all this really really kind of batshit crazy stuff starts to happen it it, it just makes me ask more questions about like i don't understand this world and and that's what i'd be interested in like you haven't seen it like did 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 that make sense to you or is it just batshit what what bit are you talking about sorry well kind of when they go to that farmyard um the farmhouse and she falls down the, the oh it was so confusing and and yeah that she's in kind of you know just an excuse to get scars scars guard back on screen like. well that's what i felt about the whole kind of that that episode really of like the mm. second they left and their reasoning was oh it's a bit noisy here we yeah, kind we... of want our own peace and quiet i was like oh shut up like there's such yeah. a ridiculous reason well, for them to the leave end, this safe haven the, the world yeah like and you know, it's like here's all your friends and you feel safe here and you've got this yeah. child like it just especially for how much i loved um his character um and i felt like he was always going to do what's best and then for yeah. him to make such a stupid decision i was like really so yeah. i didn't i didn't like the last episode but i liked everything up until that i i loved the the actual episode when it kind of all kicked off um and i was just along for the ride i really liked nearly all of the characters yeah um, the characters were by far the strongest part of the tv series i think it was yeah cast so well that you know yeah. I, that's what i spoke about last week that pretty much yeah there isn't there isn't a single character that i dislike and pretty much every character nails who they're trying to portray mm. um because because yeah obviously like Stu is fantastic franny is kind of exactly what you want her to be and i really i really liked harold and uh, is it nadine i think um the two kind of defectors from that group yeah um i i you know harold was fantastic but mm. I, but nadine and kind of how she kind of grew into the series as well was great and so yeah i i i really enjoyed it but for me the the show was at its strongest in the the first couple of episodes when we were kind of getting our characters journeys to mother abigail yeah, the outbreak episode um, when it's like the guy and heather graham going through the oh, city the like yeah, yeah that was so good just like the way it was shot and everything and it, overall i thought this sh- this show looked amazing like mm. i can't imagine what this budget was for like you say they've got a-list wow. level actors throughout this entire season um and it's this post-apocalyptic world that looks really believable in terms of like lit city landscapes i mean they literally show you the whole Ooh. vegas stuff and i think it looks yeah. better in this than it did in army of the dead and yeah well, like, army well, did look far too kind of cg didn't it yeah it exactly <laughs> you know this yeah yeah it does pose the question how they did this really without just mm. wrecking las vegas but yeah, I, I like you. I'm glad you watched it because, yeah, I really liked it. It's still at this point. I'm sure I probably won't be because of how much TV is to come. But it's one of my favorite shows of the year. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I say, even though the last episode I could give or take, like the rest of it, I had a blast Yeah, I can't with. really think of like what we've seen this year that's mm. TV. But um, Not it we was, haven't seen much. <laughs> no, it was good. But yeah, it, it was just good for me. Yeah, it was cool. Um, 
So yeah, that's pretty much it. I, well, I did actually just look up the whole pinhead thing because it was frustrating. Oh, yeah. me. Um, so basically, in the early drafts for the film, he was referred to as the priest. Um, I'm not sure what he's actually referred to as in Hellbound Heart. But then obviously the the nickname Pinhead stuck, and then people started calling him and that. But then yeah, Clive never liked it. Um, and then it wasn't until way later when the um, uh, sequel in 2015 um, was when he was nick- uh, actually officially dubbed the Hell Priest. Um, so that is his official cenobite name according to clive is the hell priest which is pretty awesome um but of course ever, we're all gonna call him penhead yeah i know like when i saw that it only came out in 2015 mm. i was like oh that's so awesome you know it's very doctor sleep isn't it of like mm. re- you know going back and creating this sequel years years apart yeah, yeah exactly. I really... and i fucking love doctor sleep and i've I've read hellbound heart because it's very oh, short. you should you should definitely read this thing yeah, yeah, it's, it's called the, the scarlet gospels is the sequel mm. yeah i'm definitely gonna check it out yeah i i, I want to do that as well um but yeah that is pretty much it for this week um like we said last week really where i did a full rundown obviously of our of our coming weeks very busy very action-packed looking october you know the likes of obviously the big hitters the halloween kills and the last night in soho but obviously we have a new vhs movie to look forward to in a matter of oh, weeks yeah. um which i really i really want to rewatch the vhs movie so i should probably start that pretty soon um but obviously the next big one is a tv show as we were just discussing tv is around the corner and this is by far the biggest one of them all uh is midnight mass uh comes out this friday um mm. and obviously we'll be discussing that in early october so obviously we have a free week next week and i don't know about you but i'm I'm feeling a bit of the wes craven i think it's time i'm always ready for this movie Yes, so obviously, yeah, our ranking Wes Craven, we've done about, what, eight or nine episodes, if you're obviously including the four Scream ones that we did last year. So it's getting, you know, fairly well into it now. And yeah, we do have this one's going to be messy. Yeah, called A Nightmare on Elm Street. And obviously the way we've done it with our ranking system is that we already have the Scream movies there. So Mm. going to be, first of all, very fun to talk about um, one of our favorite movies. Uh, That's not a spoiler. We've obviously talked about it many times, but also having to choose between our favorite children um, when it comes to ranking. Um, Plus, that'd be quite a fun little thing to do before, obviously, October kicks off. Um, And we have we've got Hills of Eyes in there already as well. So, like, we've got some we've got some heavy hitters on that list now. Yeah, we have the second best Hills of Eyes already on the list. Um, (laughs) But uh, because that's the hilarious thing as well. Like, that's after A Nightmare on Elm Street is the movie (laughs) that is going to completely break the list for everyone other than us. But um, uh, you know what? It's our favourites, so you can't get mad. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, exactly. So yeah, very fun. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. Like I say, a bit of Wes Craven's always great, and obviously, I mean, Mike Flanagan returning to direct every episode of a TV show. We know what Crazy. happened last time he did that. One of the best things I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, a new VHS movie. Never thought that would happen. And then obviously the big cinema hits as well. So yeah, very very good time um but yeah that was episode 266 where we discussed profile uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and